0: And we're back. (laughs) Well, I'm back. I'm back from my trip, my travels. And you're back here with me, which I'm grateful for. It's great to be with you. If you don't know me, my name is Davin. And this is the Free Your Voice, Free Your Life podcast, where we talk about just that the correlation between this instrument, this divinely given instrument, and finding more freedom and authenticity and ease and liberation in our lives. I'm so happy to be with you here as usual. And um, in this episode, I'm going to explore with you something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that is singing in community or using our voices together in community. But I want to lead us into that by following up on my previous episode, which was called From Fear, Freedom. If you didn't have a chance to listen to that, I would encourage you to go back and check it out. It's just the previous episode because I share a bit of a story, a personal story, precursor to me heading out um, on an adventure into my own fears and uh, doing my best to move toward them into freedom. And spoiler alert, I did it. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I moved entirely through my fear, but let's just say. I confronted it and it was pretty powerful. So yeah, if you haven't checked that episode out, by all means, revisit that and then come back here. You can come right back here to this moment where I'll tell you, I'm back from Denver, back from New York. I had an amazing experience in both cities. I really, really confronted some aspects of myself that felt powerful and useful and I did the task. I showed up. I accomplished what it was that I wanted to accomplish. You might remember that I had mentioned before that I was headed to Denver to pitch this idea to bring my immersive sound healing experiences to venues across the country, hopefully, across the world. And I had this four minute pitch opportunity in front of a room of about 200 people. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned, I probably did, but they somehow stuck me very first on the lineup. (laughs) And so I think now actually in hindsight, that that was a bit of a blessing because I don't know, there weren't any sort of expectations that had been set. And also you kind of remember how things get kicked off and there were a lot of different pitches. So hopefully because of my position, that gave me a little extra opportunity to stand out. But I want to just tell you that, so this whole notion of trying to get across an idea in an effective, clear way and and really speak to something I'm so passionate about in four minutes and actually give people a taste of the experience. It was a daunting task, but I was so grateful that I had it, especially prior to my task in New York, because it really did bump me up against my nerves. Like I really sat in preparation for this In by the time I had flown to Denver. And there was a whole sort of uh, series of talks that happened before the pitches actually began, before I got to kick things off. And man, my heart was beating fast. You know, my stomach was churning. My breath was inconsistent. Like all of the sort of normal physiological fear responses were presenting themselves. And actually, Just as a quick side note, I haven't been to Denver in a while and that altitude stuff, that's for real. That was like really showing up for me with a proper headache and, you know, just some stomach stuff. And I was thinking like, is this the nerves? But I realized that when I left Denver, it was actually altitude. So there was a lot going on and, you know, there were a lot of people in the room that I wanted to make a good impression upon. And I just wanted to really nail what I had been practicing. And I can just tell you that I did, I did. And I did in spite of my nerves or actually, let me rephrase that I did with my nerves. So. Of course, it's scary to get up in front of a room full of people that potentially hold a key to some opportunities to your future and to want to convey something that's so precious and so meaningful to you and just have this very, very limited window and want, you know, desperately to come across as authentic and real and connected, but also like tight and smooth and yada, yada, yada. And so I can't tell you, you know, all of the nuance of How it was that I was able to communicate what I did. But what I can tell you is I stayed fairly present in my body. I was practicing before going on stage, really envisioning myself and making eye contact with people and saying the words that I intended to say in a sincere way. And yeah, all of it. And I really felt by and large that I was able to do that. Now, don't get me wrong, if I were given the opportunity to do that again, I would do an even better job and I would be more confident and more connected to the earth and my body and what it was that, you know, I was up for, but I did the best I could. I really did. And I just tell that to you again, as a follow up to the last episode to say, this is an experience that all of us have all of us. And what was so great about this for me is I was heading off to New York to do an event that was even bigger in front of a lot more people. And there was a lot more at stake. But I was so grateful to have this sort of smaller experience to get reacquainted with what the nerves felt like in my body to almost call me crazy, but almost befriend them to really just go, okay, this is what the shortness of breath feels like. This is what my heart beating fast feels like. This is when my mind becomes a little mushy because I'm sort of caught up in whatever story I'm concocting in the moment, just really examining. And, and it, it it's the result of years of working on this kind of stuff and working through mindfulness exercises to be able to stay with that. And it doesn't mean it was easy. It was hard. I was uncomfortable in my body, but I did it and I was proud of myself and I got nice feedback. And now we just wait and see, we wait and see if that yields some other opportunities. Whether it does or not, I'm really proud of myself for saying yes and showing up and being myself and connecting in the way that I did. So I got a lot of feedback on the last episode, a lot of really nice messages. And I just wanna say thank you because you all were so encouraging as I bumped up against that first hurdle. So then I get on a plane. Oh, and, and just for the record, that first thing that I was presenting, the Immersive Sound Experience is that, you can find out more about that at theresetsoundexperience.com. That's theresetsoundexperience.com. But then I got on a plane all the way to New York. The next day, I was going to be standing on the stage at the Koch Theater in Lincoln Center, home of the New York City Ballet. And I was going to be finishing out the first day of a business conference called the World Business Forum. And I shouldn't say I was going to be, I did. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. I got on stage after, if you're familiar with Simon Sinek, I was able to go on the stage after Simon Sinek. Uh, a real guru of leadership, and bring to this audience, this 2,500-person audience, um, Voxus, which is, you can learn more about it, Voxus Experience, V-O-X-U-S Experience.com. But it's where I bring improvisational singing to groups but particularly leadership and corporate and teams and executives and yeah just something really quite unconventional <laughs> to do this okay so here's the real talk on this it it went really well it went well i'm really pleased with myself but i got to tell you about the night before so i get to new york and i make my way up to lincoln center and i wanted to do a sound check and most of the people that were going to be on the stage the next day they were just speaking and you typically don't do sound checks for that kind of stuff they just show up a bit before their gig they go on they speak whatever but i had communicated with the organizers that i would just love like a few minutes on stage to hear my voice because i really wanted to hear what singing in the space was going to be like and the quality of the microphone and et cetera, et cetera. and i get there and you know i clearly um let's say i was they were not thrilled that I wanted to do a sound check because there was a lot of other stuff going on. <laughs> and a younger me maybe would have like just foregone that. But I was like, I know it's important for me to do this sound check. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out here and whenever you have two minutes, just give me two minutes on the stage. So I didn't have to wait very long. And they're like, Davin, come on up. Let's do your thing, whatever you need to do. So I have to tell you, I get out on stage and I have the microphone and there's no one in the audience, right? Because this is the night before and they're just setting up and most everyone's backstage. And I sing a little bit. I improvise. And all I can tell you is that it freaked me out. (laughs) Like hardcore freaked me out. Like I was fearful in a way that I haven't been fearful maybe ever. And what freaked me out was not the singing part. It wasn't the hearing my own voice part. It was the silence because the premise of my work is that I come out singing and then I try to get other people. I don't try to get, I shouldn't say that anymore. I get other people to sing with me through improvisation and, uh, In that moment, when I sang and the audience was empty and there was silence, I just became intimately aware that there's a chance that people wouldn't meet me with their voices. And so my heart started to beat really fast. And I gave the microphone back to the stagehand. I said, thank you, everyone, so much. I'll see you tomorrow. And I go out on the street. And I immediately call my partner. And I'm like, what the hell Am I doing? His name is Scott. Scott, what am I doing? He's like, What are you talking about? I was like, This is crazy. Like, who does this? Who stands up in front of 2,500 executives? I mean, stiff folk, God love them, but stiff folk, and sings at them with the expectation that they will sing back. Who does this? Oh man. He talked me off the edge. We had a really good conversation. He was like, he gave me a good dose of me. (laughs) And then just to like, you know, really put myself back on a life raft, I called my friend and she talked me off the edge a little bit more. And then I went and made my way back to the hotel room and I had an easy early night And I spent the next day, I wasn't going to go on until the evening of the next day, but I spent the next day walking the streets of New York, envisioning success, really just practicing literally like out loud with my voice. It's New York. It's loud. You can get away with doing that. But also just like really imagining, knowing people responding to me generously And I'm so happy to say that that's what happened. That's what happened. People immediately sang back at me. And I just, as soon as I got that first response, I was so solid for the rest of my time. So grateful at the the way the human spirit is drawn to connect through the voice. So again, like like I said, the premise here is that I walk out on stage and without saying anything, I just start singing. I start improvising. And if you're not familiar with my improvisational singing work, I use something called personal language. So It's not even English. I'm just going. (laughs) It's like that. So people are going, what is he, what's going on? What is this? And eventually I find my way into some sort of pattern. (laughs) And I point to the audience with my microphone and what do they do? What? Now they do it kind of quietly and kind of timidly, but I hear them. And so I sing it again. And so I point my microphone at them and what do they do? Incredible, 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 powerful stuff. And then I keep singing. Eventually I get them on their feet. I won't give away everything that happens, but it's really a powerful experience of bringing people into collective song with their voice in a space that they wouldn't normally do that, that they would feel too self-conscious. So, so powerful. The very next day, I was back at the summit and I was in the lobby and this gentleman came up to me and, and this this kind of comment really means so much to me. He said, he's like, you know, that was really fun yesterday. He said, I don't sing or dance. He said, not even when I'm drunk. Uh, but yesterday I did. I was like, Oh man, that warms my heart because it's not just, it's not about the singing. It's not about the dancing. I mean, it is like, but those are the catalysts for change those are the catalysts that propel someone forward into a deeper more playful more joyful more possibility filled understanding of themselves and even if it's just this brief moment of unexpected like what is coming out of me what am i doing i still believe that can be a linchpin moment for change in someone's life and that's why i'm so so passionate about it one of um one of my favorite things someone said to me the next day it was a pretty amazing dad joke and this guy came up to me and he goes hey man those were the best notes I took all day (laughs) I've been doing this for a while and no one's ever cracked that joke before so shout out to that dude because that was solid that was super super solid All of this to say, my friends, I was scared. I was real scared, but man, I stepped into it. I found myself in my body. I bumped up against challenges and I still rose to it. And now, now I come any more opportunities that might present themselves and they will, there will be more bigger opportunities. I come at them with a confidence and I say this, I tell this about my personal experience to you because I want you to know that this process is not unique to me, that the way in which I'm experiencing this is unique to the situations that I'm called to, but the process is one that we all go through. It's one that we all find our way into if we're willing to say yes and take the risk of putting ourselves out there, putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations, allowing our hearts to beat fast, allowing our legs to shake just a little bit. You know, on the second day of the summit, one of the speakers, actually this i this is just coming back to me now, but one of the speakers was Allison Felix, who is the Olympic track athlete, and she's the most decorated Olympic track athlete of all times. Incredible. I found her to be so inspiring. And she said that one of the, um, the phrases that someone had said to her once that had become really, she's an activist. She's done a lot of work around um, women's rights and particularly around maternal rights in the realm of track and field. But she was saying that one of the phrases that someone had told her once that had really resonated within her was that even if your voice shakes, you can still use it. And I thought, wow, that's exactly it. Even if your voice shakes, you can still use it. So often we think to ourselves that we need a steady voice in order to use it at all. And the only way to get a steady voice might be to use it through the shaking. (sighs) So that's my update. I'm so, so grateful for the positive feedback I got from so many of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out, telling me good luck, all of that good stuff. And we did it. I did it together, all of us. And now who knows, who knows what sort of beauty and fun and joy the universe is going to unfold as a part of me saying yes to this. But I have so much confidence that there will be new other bigger opportunities where I can step into an even more embodied presence, can step into the knowing of what it is that I'm capable of based on these experiences and just grow in my own comfort. Okay. So what I did in New York, the situation that I described to you with Vox's, this is really what is pointing me toward the topic that I want to talk about with you today. Um, But there's sort of three paths into this or three paths through this that I want to travel down. But it's this idea of using our voices together in front of each other and together. And like I said, I I just marvel at the fact that I could make up some craziness with my voice. I could go, and then I could point to you. And you could come back at me with, (laughs) And we wouldn't even have to discuss it. I could just point at you and you would know. And then if we did it together and our voices rang out together, like that would be an amazing experience in and of itself because we would experience this connection and this unity. And I just, this moment in New York where I was, on this big stage, the biggest stage I've ever been on in front of more people than I've ever been in front of doing what it is that I'm doing and having them willingly meet me with their voices, such a powerful, big expression of human humanity, like the human desire to connect. It was very, very, very exciting. Very, very, very inspiring. Um, But it got me thinking, I had this email that um, one of you, I'll use first name, Laura, one of our listeners, Laura sent me a while back and I wanted to read it to you because it has me thinking on this theme around singing together, community togetherness. Laura sent me a uh, email that said, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I find it both useful and inspirational. Thank you, Laura. I love hearing that. Uh, She also says, I just wanted to briefly share a resource. You often mention the importance of the experience of singing in front of others, which I have also found to be true. For me, a wonderful, supportive, low-cost place to do this is taking vocal classes at my local community college. Um, She names her location near uh, Santa Cruz, California. As a retired person, I started joining choral groups there and gradually branched out into including individual voice work. The teachers are great and my classmates are very supportive. It is thrilling to witness everyone's growth at all skill levels. We are guided to songs that emphasize skills matched to our individual needs. Everyone sings every week and gets coached and we have public recitals at the end of each semester. It's wonderful to have all these mirrors around who will remind me, remember... When you first sang that song and you had trouble with dot, dot, dot. Thanks again for your podcast. I look forward to it each week. Thank you, Laura. This email is awesome. And it really speaks to something that is so important. I I try to frame this multidimensionally because uh, it is so important that somewhere in your voice journey, you get individual feedback on your voice. Your voice experience is specific to you in terms of the conditioning of your voice and your body, et cetera, et cetera. But, but you've heard me say many times, a body is a body is a body, really, in terms of its function. A voice is a voice is a voice. A larynx is a larynx is a larynx in that the way that they work is so similar regardless of who you are now the conditioning that influences how they work is very specific to your experience but the larynx itself this mechanism that makes the sound it's yours is the same as mine so the good news is of that is we can really relate to each other's experiences of using our voice. We can relate to the sensations, the feelings, the vibrations. We can talk about it in seemingly different language and still kind of know what each other is talking about. This is really powerful because although you need this individual feedback, being able to connect with others with and through and about your voice is transformative. I remember, you know, as a kid, I sang in church and I, choirs. I mean, choirs were so huge. And I remember one of the um, early experiences that I have, and I still have this to this day, is that when I would sing with others, um, I would often find myself getting emotional. Like if the harmonies would just kick in, right? Or if there would just be enough volume with the voices, like suddenly the tears would come to my eyes. And I've learned in my adult life that that's actually a researched phenomena. It's a scientifically proven phenomena around awe. If you read Dacher Keltner's book that is just titled Awe, you'll learn all about this, how tears are often... an experience that one has as a result of awe, and, and particularly awe as it relates to the wonder of music. But there's also this phenomenon that Decker Keltner calls collective effervescence. If you think about what effervescence is, the bubbling up, the energy of bubbling up together when we find ourselves in community in a group when we use our voices and our voices seem to bubble up and it just takes us into this transcendent seemingly divine space i'm so familiar with that i'm so familiar with that from being a young kid in church and in school choir and then getting older and i'll never forget when i first attended circle songs at the omega institute in um, Rhinebeck, New York with Bobby McFerrin. This was all the way back in 2017, I believe. 180 singers singing together, improvisational singing led by Bobby and a bunch of other skillful leaders. I think the very first day, maybe the first two days, I could barely sing because I was crying (laughs) the whole time. And it wasn't sad crying it wasn't even exactly joyful crying it was just like this overwhelm of emotion and i really believe that this is for me a sense to sense of this collective effervescence this awe at unity at oneness, at togetherness, at not being alone, at being held by the oneness of our voices, of, of the simple power that when our voices come together, there is a unity that emerges and that reflects something that's so great, so much greater than all of us. So I say that to say that I've known this experience firsthand for my whole life, my whole life. And it's one of the reasons that I love um, improvisational singing and circle singing because it's a really fast way into that experience. And a quick shout out if you're in or around the Chicagoland area, um, Chicago Circle Singing is happening monthly here in the South Loop of the city. Um, And you can learn more about that at my website or at my Instagram at Davin Young, as you can find me. Okay. What's the point here? There is this power in all of us reflecting back to each other, this essential truth about ourselves. But then if you add into that, this aspect of learning and growing and growth, And this is what Laura was really getting at in her email to me, is there's something really powerful about learning and growing and being seen together with others on your voice journey. And so while we need that individual feedback, there's something so special about witnessing others, finding inspiration through that witnessing And being witnessed and inspiring others through our growth and development and change. In fact, I would argue that your growth, the speed with which you will grow, will increase if you do it not only individually, but also in community. So often we are tempted to do one or the other. Well, I'll just join a choir. And yeah, that can be really, really helpful in transforming your voice. But you're probably missing some of the bits that you need to hear about your individual instrument. And many, many times, people that I work with, they're just doing one-to-one coaching. And while I find that to be, you know, of course... (laughs) A big part of my livelihood. But I find it to be a really effective path. I also find that eventually when one is only learning and growing in the vacuum of one-to-one coaching, they lose sight of the actual progress that they've made on their journey. My sort of encouragement or a coach's encouragement or Benchmarker, someone saying, here's where you used to be. Those words carry less meaning than the words of a group that hear your growth and nod collectively and go, yeah, that sounds good. I've shared before that a, a meaningful experience in my life was a, a very specific masterclass back in 2014 with the teacher Jeannie Levetri. And one of the things that I remember when I started working with Jeannie and specifically this masterclass was this experience of her leading a singer or even leading me into making a new sound. And the singer reacting with befuddlement, like their face going like, what? That's, I don't, what is that? And what was so powerful about this in the masterclass setting is that the audience is nodding vigorously. (laughs) Again, they're going, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds a lot better. In fact, there's almost this experience as a listener, when you hear someone make a new sound that sounds easier and more open and more free, there's almost this experience that the lights get brighter in the room, that something seems to come more alive, that there's a spirit that is present. But what's interesting about that is that many times the singer themselves cannot identify it. They can't feel it. It's sort of, or I shouldn't say they can't feel it, but they can't know what it is. They might know something is happening, but they don't know what it is. And so the witnesses reflecting back almost add uh, convincing energy toward their willingness to investigate further. So in one-to-one sessions, someone might say, you know, a coach like me might go, yes, that was good. That was good. But as the singer, you're going, I don't know. I think he's crazy. (laughs) I think he's just blowing smoke up my ass. That's what people say to me all the time. Well, you have to say that. Oh, give me a break. Just for the record, I don't have to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) that's that's generally what I tell people. No, but you're paying me for honesty, really. But but I get it. I get it. In the one-to-one space, it can be difficult to really believe the person who's giving you feedback. But there's something about a collective knowing. And so in these group settings, when you hear change, when you hear someone come alive, when you hear them perform with more I don't know, vitality, more boldness, more courage. When you see someone come out of their shell and people collectively go, yes, yes, we want more of that. Please keep doing that. Please don't do the old thing. Keep doing that. There's an energy, energy to that. And it's really, really life-giving. It's really, really important. And so Laura's email was actually the perfect tee up (laughs) to two things. One is just to reflect back to you this experience that I had in New York where people sang together and, and how people who might not typically sing together were willing to do it because of the momentum of the group and because of the human proclivity to respond through connection with the voice. So that's first thing. But then the second thing is to officially announce to you the next cohort of my group voice coaching program, which is called the same name as this podcast, For Your Voice, For Your Life. It's kicking off January 20th, 2024. And I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I, for years, felt like my calling was predominantly around coaching with the voice, was to work in the one-to-one space. I always found it complicated to navigate the individual conditioning of people's voices in a group. But I've been thinking about it for a long time, like years, and I've been working on it for years. And last year, I finally had the chutzpah to step into um, offering this, this program in a way that really reflected the work that I want to do. So that is around functional vocal training. That is around really finding a good solid basis for technique, but also around finding just the interconnection between your voice and the whole of your life, using your voice as a catalyst for change through singing through songs, through being seen, through performing, through all of it. And so we launched last year. We had our first cohort. It was amazing. We had people from literally all across the country, from L.A. to Colorado to Chicago to New York. We had someone in Costa Rica, Um, a really, really special, beautiful group of people. They joined together over a series of weeks and... They collectively found transformation with their voices. They shared in ways that they hadn't shared before. I mean, people made real significant shifts around their employment and things like that. It was powerful. It was powerful. I will never forget that first cohort because it was such a special experience for me. And I got so much good feedback. I learned so much through that cohort. And so I've I put a little pause in between that one and launching this one because I really wanted to zero in on how I could make this the best bang for your buck, how I could give this to you at this next go around in a way that feels like so efficient and clear and open and useful and transformative and something that could really catalyze actual change in your life. Like something that could help you sing with more freedom, more authenticity, more ease, and actually help you step into a totally new understanding of yourself. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm so ready. So free your voice, free your that's where you're going to head. com. It's live. It's open. We open for business. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Um, it's going to be a really limited number of people. I keep the group small because I'm doing spot coaching throughout each of the sessions. So each of the sessions, they're going to be on Saturday mornings, over six weeks, two hours, um, Hopefully I've chosen a time that can work with your time zone. Um, It's really important that you're at the majority of the sessions, but if for some reason you have to miss all of the sessions, um, they're recorded and you can revisit them afterward. There's also a WhatsApp group where people connect in between. There are writing prompts, there are practice tracks. I mean, it's awesome. And then as a result of purchase, if you purchase... Um, your way in, you'll get access to uh, reduced price one-to-one sessions with me. And you'll also get access to my course uh, on breathing and breath for singing and the voice, which is called Inspire. So um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. And I think it's the perfect way to kick off the new year. It's, you know, that's the time of year that so many of us are like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. I'm finally going to do the thing. And uh, that's why I've timed it when I've done it, because I want us together in community to do the thing. And I want us to bear witness to one another. And I want us to grow together. And I want us to cheer each other on. You know, so many people commented with the last cohort that they were just really blown away at the vulnerability and the openness that people offered and the generosity of spirit, the kindness. You know. This is such a a, a limiting belief that so many people carry where they imagine that if they were to share their voice in a community, in a group that they would be met with, I don't know, annoyance or disgust or, but if you find yourself in a community like this, a community of open-hearted people who are collectively committed to this process of finding more freedom and ease in their voice and their life, I can guarantee you, you will Even when you sound terrible, which you won't, but even when you think you sound terrible, you are going to be met with smiles and joy and like, just try again. Keep going. Let's keep doing it. And it's super encouraging. And you'll feel this inspiration at hearing the change that occurs in other people's voices. You're going to hear other people make new sounds and you're going to be able to relate to that. You're going to be like, I know that experience. And that is really energy giving. Cause then you go back on your own and you'd be like, I heard so-and-so let's see if I can do that. So it's live Free your voice Free your life.com. Singing together in community, using our voices in community, growing together in community as a real surefire path to growth and transformation and change. And I know that there are going to be a million reasons why you think that you should wait until this gets offered again, yada, 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 you know, time, money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I would just really encourage you to explore. Um, if those stories are true, because generally, if we're hearing that sort of nudge, that urge, it means that the time is now. Like, it's time to sing now. It's time to use your voice now. Do you have a computer? Do you have Zoom? Do you have an open heart? Are you ready to grow? Then let's do it. Like, why not do that, especially with others who are ready as well. I'm ready. This isn't just about me coaching. This is about me growing too. So head on over to FreeYourVoiceFreeYourLife.com. Check it out. See what you think. Hit me up if you have any questions, concerns, whatever. I think everything you need to know, you'll find answered there. Um, Don't wait to sign up because like I said, I'm keeping the group small and um, I don't want you to miss a spot. Okay, my friends, thanks for staying with me on this journey. Thanks for following me and my experience. Thanks for sharing with me and yours. Um, As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Like, leave a written review. Um, I know people ask for that all the time, and I hear that all the time, and often I don't, but it really, really, really does help. So I hope you might leave a review. You can just be like, go Davin'. (laughs) (laughs) good job. Or you can tell me what you really think. Um, also connect with me on social media, on Instagram at Davin Youngs. Find me at DavinYoungsVoice.com or FreeYourVoiceForYourLife.com. Um, yeah, whatever you want, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you further. That's it for now. Excited to connect with you again soon. Peace.